But Nature Strip getting on terms now. Here comes the champ, Nature Strip, taking the lead from Eduardo, clear from Lost and Running, and Nature Strip back on target to defend his Everest title. Welcome to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot, and I'm joined in the studio with Johnny Walter. He's looking fresh. Gone to a new level, mate. I stopped Forbes racing on Monday or Tuesday. I've stopped a card show now that I've been waiting six months for. What can't I stop? Lismore's underwater this afternoon. I'll stop it. Yeah, Beef Week Princess in today. I'll, I'll stop it. They'll call them off by race six or whatever it is. Yeah, don't worry. I see the uh, the great Anthony Don might be venturing down to Lismore if they're on. He's all over Captain Underpants in race two. He's fearless, <laughs> isn't he? The Captain Underpants. I think that's what he's on. I hope he's there. Like Matt, what's that old mate's name? The bike who used to play for uh, Cronulla. He could he could be in the underpants, flashing down the fence like Nathan. What was his, what's his name? Know, champion Ed, bike. Longy, uh, Longy. Oh, Longy. Long. In play Longy. Mm. Always see him at Ballina. He'll be probably there. Mm. Joined uh, in Melbourne with uh, DK and uh, Henry, Trevor Lawson from Champion Bets. Welcome, boys. Hi, Scooty. Scoot, how are we? Good, DK, good, well, good start down here. I dealt with a bit different normal because public holiday down here. You know, good morning, the Queen. and uh, 20 degrees. 20 degrees. Well, normally, Trev, but this time of year, you've been coming in. It's been <laughs> shit weather and you sit in traffic for an hour. Peak hour traffic trying to get here, so today not a cloud in the sky and got in here in 20 minutes. Magnificent. So, uh, no, good to have you in, mate. Good to have you subbed in. How's, 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 how's it been going down for you? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's just, you know, I think everyone probably says the same thing. It's just a bit of a battle. It's not like um, you just got to be right a lot more than, you know, you, you used to um, with the prices, things like that. So in the past, I think you could be wrong a few times and, you know, still make a profit, but now... You know, basically, you're just hoping to get the price that you've marked it. So, um, yeah, you've just got to be a bit more selective and and ride a lot more. Was this just uh, give for people who don't really know you, Trev? So you've um, you're the, you've been. I mean, I've known you for a long time at the track. You were a. I mean, but in a past life, you're a pro golfer. Uh, yeah, uh, I was a pro golfer. I stopped in about '96, I think. '96, and then turned your hand to the punt after that. Yeah. So I um I. Got to about 98 and uh, I never really had a job and thought I'd got to make something work here. So I sort of got into, um, I'd always bet and I got a bit more serious and I met a couple of guys and they helped me along the way and then I got a database and then I sort of um, started and then I started, I had a little private um, um, uh, group that I sort of uh, did prices for in early 2000. Uh, just to get me started, and yeah, I've sort of kept doing that. I've still got the first customer I ever had, and then I started Champion Bets in 2016. So I've been there six and a half years. The Melbourne analyst, very good. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, it's changed along the way. You know, we wouldn't have been a meeting we or Metro meeting we didn't go to back in the day, and now I've been one meeting in five years. Yeah, it's changed. We're talking downstairs, and we'll probably talk about later the changes. I mean, there's been it doesn't stop, does it, from when I met you at the track 20, say, 20 years ago mm. when the full betting rings and all happening and then mm. 10 years ago, I mean, I, I just finished at Mark Reed's then and things like that and then even to the what's happened the last two to three years. But you said something interesting just quickly before we get back to your scoot on the way and I was just asked Henry, what's the biggest change, say, in the last three or four years? And you were saying, like, you'd sort of – it's the value. You, you, you'd say you'd, yeah. sort of, you'd, back, you'd back your horses in a race and aim to get a return and that return you've seen, what's say, halved or what do you see? Yeah, so – um, that was the one thing I learnt off sort of the smarter guys was, you know, try and back multiple horses. 
Um, so I used to, you used to be able to get sort of, um, you know, nine to four, so three dollars twenty, three dollars your money, maybe two dollars eighty, and so you didn't have to be right all the time. You just had to be right enough, and you could make you know reasonable sort of profit. Uh, where nowadays you're just hoping to get the price. So, you know, if you got six to four, you'd be you know throwing cartwheels, and but normally it's sort of five to four, even money. Sometimes a dollar ninety. So it's just got a lot, lot tighter. So you've got to be more selective, and um. Yeah, it's just. And a you lot were, you just to dumb that down. You were just, and you were saying to me that say you'd normally you'd have something marked two hopes, marked four to one or five to one. They're the ones you want to back, um, and then they'd be eight dollars and seven dollars, and you'd bet. Now, when they hit the four dollars, uh, five dollars, or the six dollars, that's when you're betting. Yeah, you know? yeah. So now it's because in not the, cream in the it, no, well in the past the market went up half an hour before the race, so it hadn't been chiselled away since the Wednesday, yeah. um, and so you might get. Six dollars fifty. The horse that should be four dollars fifty, and then it'd run for where now that horse, you know, it should be four fifty. It opens up four dollars. Mm. Yeah, spot um, on. So you can't be on it at all. Yeah. Um. So that's sort of the issue where there used to be all the fat in it. Plus, they were betting a lot less percentages. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, we'll probably get that band down that later. Talk a bit more about that, Scooty. The, the changes in products and percentages. Yeah, let's. I might as well talk about it while uh, while we're fresh, but. Um yeah, it's scary. Some of the average overrounds have risen by four percent in the last sort of twelve months, which is uh, which is frightening, and that's all off the back of POC tax. And we speak about it a lot, and it's it's you know it's a stark example. Um, Trevor's been in the game since nineteen ninety eight, and the dramatic shift is just crazy. I did see BZ tweet out that they haven't changed the prize money in the Golden Rose since two thousand and five. So that's seventeen years they've marched along for a million dollar mm. race, and now they've got all these pop up races. Um, the pattern's absolutely destroyed, and. Um, it should be a joyous weekend, and I'm sure it will be um, with the quality of races this weekend. But um, best of the best is now dead at top sport. So um, a consequence of POC tax, now this product's unavailable until further notice, uh, Tristan informs me. So that's basically... And that's uh, across the board. That's not just selected customers. He's taken it completely off, off the board. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just unsustainable for top sport to offer best of the best. So that's top flux or best of three totes. So... The big thing for me, it's a massive blow for recreational punters, for semi-pro punters, for time-poor punters, and it decreases the trading window. So instead of on a Saturday morning or when final fields come out on a Wednesday, you have your 200 or your 100 or 500 or whatever it is, best of the best, Hmm. and you can sort of set that bet and forget. So you'll get the fluctuations, you'll get the tote guarantee at the back. Um, You don't have to sit there and wait in the chair all day um, to try and fish out a price for the last five or 20 minutes of, of trade or try and guess when the, the bigger boys are going to step into the market and, and knock the price off. Because for me, that you can even see it with the average overrounds. 12 months ago and maybe and they three were high already. Ago, That's what you've got to say. They weren't as if they were low and they're rounding up to sort of they mm. were high, rising, but they've mm. just risen, like you're saying, 4% in a year. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. That's what it's, yeah. Well, like obviously you could compare it to interest rates or something like that. It's a, it's a monstrous rise. Mm. So that's uh, that's a big blow. So, well, and he's and he's a, he's actually like vocally chosen to implement that before the carnival, which is the last thing he wanted to do, simply because they've sort of forecast um, bad you know, results. Yeah, if they if they held a certain amount of money over the carnival, what would they have to do? And they just can't survive it. Mm. Yeah, the modelling is um, really really scary, and it's, uh, it's even sports products across the boards. Some guys are opening up dollar. Uh, $1.87 lines. They're only getting to a dollar ninety on uh, on race on 
on the you know game day, yeah. which is crazy. I think when I was at uh, BetStar with Alan Iskander, we were betting 192, 193 lines, and that was, oh, God, probably you could seven, shop around and get $2 seven years ago. Like you could get even money both. Like it pretty easily, couldn't you? We were letting punters on to win, well, you know, five mm. and $10,000 bets at 193 your pick. Like mm. it was crazy percentage there, but – with all the uh, the fees that you pay at the moment, it's um it's getting really really difficult, and the squeeze is absolutely on. And um, I, I spoke off air uh, early in the week to tee Trev up, and we both sort of agreed. And it's basically just less bets, um, trying to have more on them if you can get the right yeah. sort of price. But you, I often just and similar to Trev, you just you sit. You sit down, you look at the markets, and there's just not not much that. Sort well, there's of appeals. not much there. Then if you do get on, obviously it's got to win. You got to be more. You got to be more accurate, like Trev's saying and everyone's saying. And then you've got to hope that next time, if you that you get on for the same amount. So I'm not saying, and I'm not saying you want to try and have ten thousand or twenty thousand on them. Prices disintegrate so quickly; it's mm. very hard to even get on for the same amount all the time. No, I was just saying I got to even get them to the races and get a meeting run. That's all. Got to start there. <laughs> So first I've got, to, I've got to get the meeting run. They're being having bets that are being called off. Then you have bets that are not scratched. Then then they've got to try and you know you try and catch them uh, at the right at some yeah, sort right of fat odds. on the odds and tip mm. them out at some fat on the odds. Mm. And then and then they've got to try and win. Mm. Um, it's just it's a perfect storm at the moment. All these rains not helping, but um, and it is it is weird like Twitter and stuff. Well, I was charging you know three or four times a week, you know, to the cream mm. this time last year and this year I'm I'm struggling. Just struggling to find bets to send out to, to the subs. It's just so I'm, not, I'm not just going to send them out willy nilly. And that's you shopping in like uh, like oh, what I'm assuming you're saying is like this is the time of year that you get some promising maidens, assuming that can be dominant and stuff. And they're not, and they're even they're hard to find. And this is the best time of year for them. Yeah, it is. And the, like I said, the rain hasn't helped, and no one's getting grass gallops into their horses and things mm. like that. And the things are coming off the poly again. And anyway, it's, but we're not going to keep going. But um, yes, yeah, it is. A, but you have you've got some idea, and it's hard to have a bet. Which surely then that's got to mean that the people that haven't got any idea that the bets they're going to have, they're just going to do their money faster. Well, that's we'll talk, that's that's the that's other problem. That's before, the nice so way of saying it. Absolutely. The 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 the, the churn. I mean, there is a churn factor is is important. You know, mm. you you put your money and you churn it through the day, and it lasts you the day, and you might lose a, a, a clip of it. And the lower the percentages, the lesser clip. It's like like the casino. You know, same thing. You bet bet bet, lose a small percentage and fund pay for interest, but. If the if the over rounds are bigger, the products are going. The punters, the the, the recreational punters, losing their money faster is going to be yeah. no good because that's all they worry about. Yeah, yes, that's all. It's easy to say that they don't worry about the price, and that may well be true, and it probably is true in a lot of the cases. But what they worry about is how much money they got in the bank, and how fast they've done their money. And the quicker they do their money, the quicker they'll lose interest. The quicker their wife or partner or whoever will be onto them. It's like, you know, if you go and you buy something at the shops and it costs so much more than it used to. You start to balk at it, And then you? You, get to a sta- you get to a stage where it's like it doesn't fit into your budget. Well, then you go, well, I've got to do without that. Yeah. You know, that's and, a, and you that's also a, um, you add in the new, uh, what are they called, the transactional things every month that show you how much you're losing. So you might knock an extra 100 off every week without knowing it at the moment because mm-hmm. you're losing it quicker. But soon enough, you're going to work it out. Yeah. but the, And even th- the way they're worded, though, it, it – it just it doesn't encourage you to actually like it's. I reckon it's having which a is a good thing effect. to be honest um, for the yeah. industry. But I understand where you're coming from. But it's only going to wake people up quicker too that they're losing money they can't really afford. Definitely, it's 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 forming a big peak at the moment. If the weather pattern continues like they they forecast with the mm. Lanina event, we have all these abandonments as DK or these bottomless tracks. The pressure between 
the client statements, um, the market percentage going up, losing meetings, it won't be sustainable. And I, it's going to turn around. Turnover it's got to well, be. Right. It'll turn around in six or twelve months. I, I oh, hope less. Yeah. Oh yeah. well, I don't know turn around, but the 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 the, the signs, the tipping on, point, literally on paper. Mm. Uh, all their figures are just they're going to have a heart attack. Just two secs before we move on. Just a funny story. I'll just back to the missus. Like the missus factor is a factor. They don't really care about all the hullabaloo. It's just bottom line. So me, me Baker and the bloke who's got the deli, they've got shares in call sign Mav, right? So um, anyway, so he wins He wins the group one and on, on Saturday and I go up to get me bread on, on Monday and he said, he showed me the video. He said, look at Billy. Bill, they didn't go because the pies were playing. So Billy's going cheering at home and, you know, those videos of people booting at home in the mm. lounge room, completely losing his shit. Can't believe it's one of group one. Blah, blah, blah. This is massive. Blah, screaming his head off. Then about 30 seconds later, the missus in the background, what do you reckon she quipped? How much we win, babe? That's it. That's it. That's all it is. Bottom line. Not getting emotional. Not getting anything. How much we win, babe? That's it. So it's all bottom line. And the missus, and he says, you know, when they start saying how much you win and how much you're losing on the punt, how much you'll do, you know. You also got more scrutiny from banks and things with transactions to these sorts of people. Yeah. There's all sorts of pressures from the yeah. like the, the, global, the, the global community on top of this. It's just it's not, not easy. Um, you know, you know, it's just not easy. If you miss a bloody bank statement or something, they look through and see you've had a few bets with sports bet, all of a sudden they're right in your backside, which they never were before. It's a, it's a different world. Good mate of mine last week uh, gave his missus 500 for uh, sunnies or a jacket or whatever, then took her to the races on Sunday. She won 1100 and he said, oh, do you reckon that 500 will go back into the joint savings account? What do you reckon the answer was, Walt? Millions. I've <laughs> hey? got the death stare. Joint savings? My missus doesn't even have a bank account. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, an interesting one, or probably the most bizarre thing I've, I've seen uh, for quite some time, and I guess probably it's just a lack of consistency. Hugh Bowman suspended on loss and running, and then um, you got Polar Opposite, which is O-President with Rachel King. O-President went out 10 and a half faster than the all-average benchmark, according to punting form, and it finished off 21.6 lengths slower off the average. She jumped evenly. But I had a look after you mentioned it, Walt, and it was clear to me. It, it jumped evenly in a decent position, but she did. She scrubbed it for almost 300 metres, almost to the 1,000-metre mark. It was a 1,400-metre race. And I can't understand how Rachel's got off scot-free. Scott I had to check the stewards report because I asked you in your chat and you must have been doing something else. But mm. I couldn't believe that Hugh Bowman got rolled for dropping his hands when it was sort of bob of the head. One inch the, before the line, one literally. One inch before the line. And I, as if I just don't know that stewards even look at the film that closely at all. And then you've got something like Rachel just destroyed O-President, its chances, and that race, um, and top rank was uh, the totally beneficiary of that. Race, but yep. how does she get off scot-free and not riding and Huey's on the sidelines? Well, I just enjoyed the post-race comment. Oh, very disappointing today. That's what she said about the horse's performance. Like in the old interviewed after the race, I'm very disappointing today. Like not even, you know, oh, I'm sorry or, you know, just I know you, you, it's hard to give yourself up, but um, to, to, to blame the horse. And then, yeah, well, there's just, yeah, I remember there was a kid, but I think Bowman got done for it once before too for um, going too fast on a horse and then they, they did a kid. Oh, yeah. And, and he was actually, like if he tried to restrain the horse or whatever, it was the horse sort of just got away on him. He's an apprentice. And they um, they pinged him. So if I don't know what the story is, like um, how they gauge it, and, but yeah, like what do you say? The ten or whatever it is. I think that's ten lengths above for for that grade too. So it's probably a lot more over, you know, on an average grade or whatever. Mm. It's gone yeah, they significantly yeah. fast. There's got to be like you got to get a speeding fine, nearly, haven't you? Mm. 
It makes sense. Whereas Bowman's got reduced to seven days. I'll never understand that decision or what was behind it. It just doesn't seem like it had anything to do with the actual situation. It just seems like it was a, I don't know, it was a very weird one. Just no, none of it adds up. And it wasn't like it was a favourite. It wasn't like it was ever going to win. It was just like a minor placing. And it's, well, it wasn't definitive. So, like, if it's a protest, you've got to say that it definitely cost that position to give him such a significant penalty, you would think, and how anyone could possibly say he cost the horse a position. Mm. Off, off what I've seen anyway would be um, staggering. They'd have to be old uh, OJ Simpson's lawyer. On a more positive note, uh, we uh, we launched the Masters Club. It's a uh, there's a little graphic on the screen now. But if you're in podcast land and uh, listening, it's a fifty dollar membership to get you a chance to go to Augusta to watch the Masters. So fifty dollar entry, and I think um, we find out who the winner is via our friends at Ankle Breakers. These guys are. They do these breaks where you win jerseys, you win it's an interesting um, name, isn't it? The old ankle breakers. It sounds like a deck collection company. But I think you break your ankle playing basketball a lot, is it? I, I think you break your ankle if you don't pay the bloke who you've had the bet on for the basketball. Oh. Isn't that like I've <laughs> never know. heard of like, I, ankle breakers to, to me ask. was always like, you know, you cut one in the knee or the ankle if you <laughs> if you don't pay the mafia. But anyway. Good but but uh, these guys, uh, they've, they've done the, the draws with uh, Josh Giddy, with uh, Shaq, with all these basketballs. They've got NFL helmets signed. They get heaps of stuff out of America, and um, we've partnered with them for the last sort of six months. So these blokes are in charge of our Masters Club. So $50 is a dart, and it might get you uh, to Augusta to watch it. I know Henry's probably bought a ticket already. Uh, I haven't yet, but I will be buying <laughs> a couple. Augusta, you know, Augusta, you, you we well, know Simon and all that have been there. Have they? Yeah, they've been twice. Twice. Um, some mates. Um, I was actually going to go this year. Uh, originally, I was sixty last year, and then <clears throat> that was the plan. Sort of before COVID, I was we, uh, partner and I were going to go, and um, then COVID happened and everything else, and we said never got round to it, and then uh, instead we went up and scoot and walt land for three months instead. So. So still on the bucket list. Hey? Trev, Trev, you might be right. Pre-Q, you might be able to get a game. Oh, yeah. 50 bucks. Hey? Just a $50 dart, he might be coming with me. And maybe you if you can win the stream. When do you think the Masters will become a live event? It can't be far off. Norman will just buy Augusta. Mm, be interesting to see uh, how it shakes out and whether the live golfers will be allowed to be there. Speaking of the big stream next week, uh, there's a graphic on screen again. Uh, we've got uh, the semi-finals here: Turnbull and Epsom Stakes Day. We've got Mark Lamburn versus John Walter. I'm not going to tell. I've, I've actually woken up in a cold sweat the last two nights with Lamborn in my dream. So he's already inside. He's living <laughs> oh, rent free in there. I'm, 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 I'm very good. Must be, must be deep, deep seated, buddy, by nerves there or something. I'm not sure what's going on. And uh, Johnny McLeod versus uh, Anthony Don. So we a. Uh, there's a two-on-two battle, and then the winner will progress to Caulfield Cup and Epsom. Uh, sorry, Caulfield Cup and Everest Day, and uh, whoever wins uh, the, both of the semi-finals will play off, and the winner of that will also go to the Masters. So you can uh, win your way there uh, for a fifty-dollar membership uh, in a Masters Club. But uh, these four boys are going to have to uh, battle it out to try and win a spot there. So it's a, uh, a more difficult task for those guys. When did the rules come out? The rules of engagement. No, what's not? You got. You all have the same. Rules. I need to matter. know. I need to know. Well, you can't bet yet. The banks aren't set. Doesn't matter. I need to know the rules <laughs> of engagement. You just. You, I think you need to take a couple of sleeping tablets. To well, stop I, t- about I heard um, McLeod saying six o'clock. No, well, no, no, no. We've got to have a time limit. There's no. There's no <laughs> six o'clock to Woomba going on to Ascot going on to otherwise. Well, actually, it'll probably suit Donnie. He'll find something at Mandurah, and it'll probably never end. Uh, but uh, yeah, I want the rules of engagement. 
Well, I'll let you know as soon as possible. I might uh, fire them out next Monday or Tuesday. But uh, we did four little promo videos. They're on our YouTube channel. If you head to at Little Birdie TV on Twitter, you can find the links to them there. So we uh, we interviewed the boys, asked them a series of questions, and they're just a good learning tool. So the guys gave, gave away a couple of droplets of gold uh, for you aspirational punters at home and even myself, good couple of uh, refreshers for some lessons on uh, what to do and what not to do. And there's some talk about big players in the game and how they approach things and uh, I guess how Walt and everyone uh, started and, and tiny little edges that they sort of give away. Did, uh, did you watch them, DK? Yeah, I watched the, I've watched the Lambourne one. Evans, um, is that? Was, yeah, well, I just saw, <laughs> I saw Walt's tweet. I was sort of potting away and Walt said, make sure you watch this. So I, um, I, put, I put aside 20 minutes and um, it's hard to get when you've got kids these days. And uh, school holidays, but um, oh, I loved it. And um, yeah, you interviewed really well. You interviewed him asking great questions, Scoop. And Lambourne's just got that beautiful, you could say, gift of the gab, but it's not talking bull. He just, you just want to listen to what he says. And that's why so many people have been influenced by him in their in their punting journey, because you just want to listen to what he says. And then and then I was sitting there, I'm, sim- I'm probably a similar vintage to him. He's a little bit older than me, but similar vintage. Um, and just his answers just really resonated with me, you know? So, um, yeah, I thought it was, um, I thought it was outstanding. And, uh, yeah, so um, no, good stuff, Scooty. So uh, definitely check them out. They're definitely worth a look. And then I guess you can pick uh, who your warrior or if you want to side or if you want to help prop up someone and um, watch these guys battle out. So it's going to be a limited bank. So there's uh, only certain uh, spots there. So I'm tipping they will uh, they'll max out. So uh, maybe get in uh, Monday or Tuesday next week. But uh, it's going to be something very rare and something very different. So We've, we've sort of had Bet Doctor versus Rant in the past, and that's been uh, pretty good fun. I think we've got good returns there, 5 or 10%, and 20% was, was the win. I think Bet Doctor boys uh, knocked off the Rant last time, but uh, I think this is, I guess, the future of where our sort of streams are heading, and hopefully we can uh, keep finding uh, sponsors to put up prizes. So big uh, hat tip for Top Sport to take the bets for starters, but um, they've donated the prize for one of the four punters to, uh, to go to the US Masters. And before DK chips me again, we're going to try and set up a uh, – a provincial Victorian circuit, so he can uh, he can win him, win himself maybe to He's Hong Kong. You've got to make it in, in you know, hey? his rules. You've got to bet in every race. <laughs> the wheels are spinning. <laughs> Bendigo 1,400-metre maidens, Walt, you know, that Bendigo. <laughs> Bendigo. <laughs> we might have to have a chat to uh, our friends at RV and just put a whole card of 1,400-metre maidens at Bendigo. That'd be funny. Oh, gosh. All right, let's uh, let's let's talk about punting form quickly. Um, the uh, the Rachel King debacles, what are the figures that I quoted before, standout performances. You can see it all through their uh, database. Uh, they might be having an upgrade soon, which is great. So it's a uh, nice little fresh skin there. But uh, more will uh, be told in that space soon. It's the best form guide in the business, and so easy to use. So if you're learning uh, sectionals and uh, databases, it's a good place to start for sure. Uh, track screen, it's been a little bit quiet again. Crowds, I don't think they're flying on course or they're too busy doing other stuff or they've lost, lost their appetite or something. But uh, track screen this week, the runner-up, is uh, it's pretty good. I tell you what, both of the screens this week are A1 quality. Uh, that's a ham, cheese and tomato toast sandwich from Caulfield. I don't know if it's sourdough or not, but they've cooked that to absolutely perfection. Mate, I do all that the Lambourne. You can tell that's been made with love. There's passion in that sandwich. <laughs> There's passion. 11.50, they don't miss you. But uh, the winner this week is uh, Wagga Wagga, the assorted dumpling tray, $18. Gee, they don't miss you there, DK, but those dumplings, are you're a dumpling man, DK. What? Well, yeah, well, again, I can comment on this pretty strongly scooped uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, Wednesday night is dumpling night in the Kelly household, so we... <laughs> 
where it's dumpling night. The missus gets the steamers out, the, the beautiful Chinese baskets and whatnot. Um, Do your dumplings get uh, a run too? Or? No, well, they didn't last night. <laughs> and um, so I went and loaded up. So when the KB, like if they're the Diana Chans or whenever they're on the special, you just, just grab them. So the KBs, which are the KBs, the prawn argow, you'd know that from the Yumcha. Well, we used, me and Henry used to go play golf and then go to Yumcha, the prawn argow and the Gaiosas and everything. $8.50, $8.50 half price on special, $8.50 for 30 pieces. So I, I, had a, I had a look at that. There was nine dumplings on the thing, nine for $18. So I assume the person serving them was wearing a balaclava. <laughs> it was just $2 a dumpling. Like, I oh, know there's excess. What about of the sauce? Like, oh, this, it did look good, that sauce, that um, on that sauce, on that dumplings. That was, look, it's all right, but oh, that, that is, um, that is that, that's balaclava robbery stuff. I got those uh, South Melbourne dim sims from the supermarket. Yeah. I've never noticed. They're up, there's six in a pack. I've never noticed how much they were. And then, I know, for some reason I was looking at the thing when I was putting them through and they were $15. $15 Pop for tax. six? I went, oh, <laughs> I didn't know they were like that much. They yeah. are good, they are right. good though. There's, there's a hot tip you've got to, and that's, yeah, they, oh, they are magnificent, but there's a hot tip. If you're always going in the supermarket, swanning past the frozen selection, always just take a glance at the dumpling section when the KBs or the Diana Chan's are half price, got the big discount, just, just grab them. Because they're um, they're a tip. Trev's only just starting to look at look at uh, the grocery bill now that the pock tax is uh, starting. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, savage no, prices. <laughs> no, I, I'm because I've got supermarkets around the corner, so I go four <laughs> or five times a week and <laughs> four or five don't times spend a lot. Week. But I think at the end of the week, if it added it all, <laughs> up, you'd, you'd have a real fright. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should look into supermarket delivery, but uh, I guess half the fun's picking it all out. Speaking of uh, picking things out, Manscaped. This one up the beak, I don't know if uh, you need this or not, Trev, but it's an absolute beauty, something I use four or five times a week. I just tiny little touch-ups here and there, just straight up the beak. The lawnmower, I got to run, I got the chest. I was a bit embarrassed. I went, to, I went to Byron on Sunday and had to give the chest hair a, a bit of a vacuum on Monday, Tuesday. I was a bit hairy. Well, I got the lawnmower out and got a bit excited the other day and <laughs> hadn't been for a walk for a while. We did two laps of the thing, which is about 10Ks back and I and didn't realise that uh, – Nut hair is also a natural chafe uh, <laughs> resistor, <laughs> and when it's not there, uh, you tend to struggle to walk the next day. So um, be careful when you mow for the first time is my uh, advice. <laughs> well, if you want uh, more attention around your dumplings, make sure you get Manscaped, uh, get the lawnmower and the weed whacker. I think the combo is about 150, 20% off. Uh, little birdie is the code, manscaped.com, absolute beauty. Let's talk about racing. That's probably what we're here for is Don is good. Very cheeky in his promo video. Um, he's definitely chirpy, a uh, chirpy, huh? very chirpy. Yeah, he love to give a bit Chir- back. Chirpy. Mm. Uh, he's a little, his uh, little Mark Lamborn um, disciple or apprentice. I would have thought uh, it was his birthday yesterday. So happy birthday, Donny! And last week, Stray was off absolutely off the map. Twenty six into thirteen dollars. It ran fourth. He was all up in our chat, uh, wasn't he? Walt? Well, he was absolutely no, was beside Terrible himself. Ride. It was, well, it was, it was a-, a huge run. I can't say it was really a terrible ride. It was obviously premeditated instructions ride, but the run was astronomical. Should have been in the finish. Mm, absolutely sick. Walt took on Nature Strip last week and uh, got a sore bottom. Backed it. I thought you tipped Eduardo. I did. I took four fifty at two eighty the other one when it was. It was just, I, I love these these uh, things, but it was, no, it was little dutching. It was yeah. Well, it was still was two horse race, wasn't it? But he, I've never seen him look better Nature Strip. Mm. But I still can't understand um, our Eduardo. Wasn't in the finish and didn't run a place. It was one of the strangest performances I've seen in a long time. It was um, most disappointing, Eduardo, but yeah. um, we battle on. 
Yeah, he um, be Abdullah's just only just going at the moment. Is he? he is, but he sort of I watched it live and thought he went too quick or something, and he sort of just gave Nature Strip the perfect drag into the race, but he went quite slow and he was quite weak late. And I heard um, Brenton talk after the race saying like big blow and um, yeah, they must have just patted him and sat in his box since he had that first up run. Eduardo, they must have just been concentrating on the Everest because that was um, certainly too bad to be true. But we battle on. Hopefully he can turn around this week. He's got uh, a massive, massive ride in the Golden Rose. Top sports steamers is there on Chain of Lightning. Bit of a miss there. The bet Dr. Lay's uncle, Bryn, a swimmer, we've learnt. So uh, I'll tell you what, we can get one to leap out of the ground. It was uh, out the gate. I think it was 4 at about $8, but uh, fell into the top two for us. So if you've been following our uh, Lays of the Week, you're, you're making a lot, lot of bank. You're going super. Melbourne or something? What's, What's, an, What's an uncle, Bryn? Where was it running? <laughs> I would have watched it to death ride you. Where was it? Uh, a race against Gold Trip, your favourite horse. Was it in that race? Yeah. The I'm going good. Yeah, never heard of it. <laughs> Uncle Brit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Trev's up for- Oh, Gold Trip. I'm thinking of Gold Mile. Sorry, a Gold Trip in Melbourne. Yeah, fair enough. That makes sense. Yeah. Do you know what day it is? Mm, yeah, I do. It's uh, Friday. <laughs> Trev Lawson's a super sub. Uh, Nico. Nico's away. He's down at Foster in Victoria on a uh, little couple's trip or he's uh, away with the missus. He might be cashing in the $500 voucher that I owe him. But uh, he's chosen a pretty good weekend to go, pretty good week to go away. Public holiday Thursday, Friday. He's got Moe, got the Valley, but he'll be back on deck on Sunday for his subs for his Mountie Yard Mail. Um, if you're betting this week, make sure you check out Top Sport to win five thousand on all the Group Ones. Best of the best is dead, sadly. But um, stop betting on the at the imports and bet local, bet Aussie, and bet with Top Sport because. They're going to go down swinging, that's for sure. Can't be a good sign for Nico's relationship, uh, you know, this early on that they're going away for, you know, long weekends during this time of the carnival, is it? You think he's already he's just asserting his dominance? and He's gone. It's a bit of, bit of a problem, he's isn't He's cactus. It? He's completely yeah. cactus. Yeah. If you give in to that sort of stuff early. Yeah, you don't. Like, you just got to, well, yeah, that's right. If you give it away early, it's just it's over. I'm, I have my holidays in January and July and it just it all pins, it's all around racing. Yeah, that's right. Oh, cool. have, and DK, you have to pull him aside. Mate. You, you wouldn't. Ha- you wouldn't do that. <laughs> Next thing, she'll be pinging for a Cox Plate Day wedding sort of thing. <laughs> oh. What? No, I want. I want a Cox Plate Day. I want to get married. And I want to get married now. Mm. I don't even want anyone to talk to me on Cox Plate Day, let alone go anywhere or see anything. Friday night at the Valley of uh, of Brush Noosa this weekend, and I'm uh, home alone, which is going to be awesome. I've got the Valley Friday night, and uh, Trev's going to get stuck into this one. Uh, the first race we're going to have a look at is the JRA Cup. It's 2040 <coughs> Cox Plate distance, and Great House is a favourite, 380 into 340. Desert Icon, $4. Mac Ram is $4. Uh, Nerve Not Verve, 8 Predetermined, $13. Persan, 14 15 Sound. Grand Promenade, 19 And then uh, 21 or 31 the rest and the uh, deduction coming out there is non-conformist. I think they're going to save him for Sunday in, in the Underwood Stakes. But let's have a look at uh, Macram's last start. You like this one, Trev? Uh, Trev from the uh, the Hayes camp here in the uh, the blue and the green. Yeah, there's two in the blue and the green. It's one with the sort of the green cap. Uh, hitting, about to hit the front now. Um, it was. I thought it was good here. One second up. Uh, last prep as well. First up, first up this time in it pulled up with an issue here. I thought it really uh, sprinted really quickly from the six to inside sort of the 200. Then I just thought the last hundred and a bit there, he, he floats a bit. Um, and I thought so he was off 35 days. So I just thought that um, he could improve off that run, get into 2003rd up. It, it, down the track, he might be a blinker horse possibly. 
but I just thought it was a good run. Um, Great House comes out of the same race. Um, Great House gets half held up as well and runs home, but I thought he was holding it on the line and off the map he'll settle in front of Great House. I think Great House has just gone up favourite because McDonald's riding it. And I thought the other danger was Desert Icon. It was better the other day, third up, um, fourth up. It's fourth up now. Fourth up last prep. It produced its best ever figure. Uh, and it'll sit on the pace. So I thought it could improve as well. And I thought it was a day. It, it and um, Great House were the dangers to Macram, but I'll sort of be happy backing Macram and Desert Icon if I could. Any thoughts there, DK? No, 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 no. I saw, with Trevor, I saw that Macram win, and a few people, a few sort of people pinged for it the other day at odds. Did yeah. you Did you sort of? Yeah, I actually was on it. You're on it. At the, yeah, at sort of the big, you know. Yeah, you know, I was on four horses or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just, I thought, and it was actually on the second start as well. It's just one of those horses. I, I thought in my comments afterwards, you know, maybe a big track horse, but sometimes those big horse, you know, they can get around the valley because of the camber. Yep. And I'm just hoping he can sort of get a track. And you know, I just thought he should be favourite and he's not. So I thought he was an over. And, um, you know, if you can, you can't find many overs. No, so no. and that, that sort of, have a throw at that's, the stumps. that turn of foot, like you said, was it from, you know, from the six to the two or the five to the two? Yeah. That's a good sign for a stayer. Yeah, you know? yeah, it really pinged, and then it just sort of flattened out a bit, and he looked to float a bit. So I think maybe, you know, they might put blinkers on next start or something like that if they go up and trip or something. But um, I think he's sort of, you know, not a bad little horse. Uh, it loses nothing with Jai McNeil going on, I would have thought. And now that nonconformist who absolutely loves uh, Mooney Valley, now that he's out, uh, I'm with you. Trev, I think this is definitely the horse to beat. Uh, race six, number f- seven, Macram. So four dollars at Top Sports. So I'd be interested to see uh, what happens with the price there. Let's have a look at uh, race seven as the Moyer Stakes. A lot of colliding form lines here. Uh, hot little race, and it looks like a bit of a raffle to my eye. Polelli is four dollars. Uh, Rothfire four twenty. Zoo style seven fifty. Bit of a heartache story for us last time. Uh, we're on that one. Uh, Generation nine dollars. Cool and get a nine fifty. Bella Nipatina, $12. September run, 13 Extremely lucky, $14. Isotope, 19 Malkovich, 19 In from 41 The Inferno, 19 And Maliva, $51. No replays here. We could uh, show a few different races. But uh, around the room, Trev, you can uh, – I think you've had a look at this race. Um, could you spec anything or have a tiny interest bet here? If, they, if they're running on from sort of out wide, I could have something on Bella Nipatina. At the odds, I thought it's it's going good. Um, he'll sit sort of mid midfield three wide with a trail, but you'd sort of want the inside to be off. Um, and outside it, I just thought it was a really wide open race. Rothfire was good the other day. Uh, it'll get a good run on the map. Paul Lilly's first up. Um, it goes all right. There's money for it as soon as the market wins up, wasn't there? I think there's been. Well, you, yeah. might, you might not even look at the, but I think someone wanted to back it. Okay, yeah. Sort of got one really big figure for it, but it seems a consistent type horse. Um, Zoo style, it's drawn out, probably get caught wide. Uh, Generation was good the other day. I think it'll sit just on the speed. It's a really good speed here. Um, cool and Gatter, I think she'll hunt up from one um, and probably won't want to get crossed. But I didn't really like her. She's sort of three-year-old filly. You know, the race, it's like sort of, you know, 16-year-old boys run, running against men. Unless they're sort of big and strong, I think sometimes they can get the pressure just gets to them. So I didn't really like it, but I thought it would hunt up from the inside. Melkovich as well, so there's good speed in the race. So hoping sort of Willow could maybe get three wild with a trail, and you know if it was sort of 
double figures I'm happy specking it DK that's not your cup of tea but Walt anything uh, tickly fancy yeah it just doesn't look like a it just looks a pox race doesn't it there's nothing that <laughs> just looks horrible there's yes. just like I'm not going to say weak but one pace sort of average on paces and then a bunch of horses that are sort of not really thousand meter horses that might run on like say if it if it's it's just a bit of a yeah it's an indictment on group one you know fairing from group one horses of the past well the it? funny part oh. and then you got five spots that still need to be filled in the Everest, and and these are the horses that they're probably looking at. Like Paul Ely's probably odds on to get the Godolphin spot, mm. I would imagine. Yeah. And then, um, you know, a lot of these horses have been approached and said, no, it's too hard. We'd rather stick to this because of the weakness of them, you know. So, uh, and then, you know, the obvious um, follow-up from this as well. But, so, it's yeah, it's, it's a bit weird. Mm, it's an interesting one. If I had a free bet, oh, I'd be probably – Having a peanut on extremely lucky Malkovich or the Inferno, I just oh, he's a run another run on extremely lucky, isn't it? I say buffering won this three times trip. Mm, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, extreme lucky is going to be last, so you know, some probably it's a bit hard for it. But um, yeah, buffering. Yeah, yeah. what I mean, his first group one was it? I think it was. Yeah, like yeah. he ran ran a hundred of them and kept running second. And he he, he won three of these. Mm. One black caviar finished and all that. And there's no one pacer there that reminds you of buffering, is there? Nothing that's <laughs> going to be up there and going to kick on. It's just um, something's no. going to be a sitting shot, and if it mm. gets to it, something gets to it, they get to it. It's a funny one. I've heard with Extreme and Lucky that I think they're going to go around in the Matacato. I thought after its first attempt at the Valley last week, I would have taken this horse to Flemington and run it. There's so many decent races, and you can just see if this horse can show his turn of foot on a straight track, and I just I can't begin to imagine why you'd just run this horse this early in its campaign or career three times in a row at Mooney Valley. It's just beyond belief. I, there's something in that horse, but I just you know, I can't believe what they're doing with it. But I guess Will Clarkin knows better than I. And let's have a look at uh, Sunday, the other big race uh, on for the weekend, and it's uh, the Underwood Stakes, Group 1, small field here, uh, six runners, which is uh, a bit embarrassing. Zaki, uh, $2.60 favourite. I'm Thunderstruck, two eighty. Mr. Brightside, four twenty. Alligator Blood, seven fifty. Um, I won at twenty one dollars, and uh, my little horse uh, Nonconformist is uh, is there at eighty one dollars. Let's have a look at the replay of Zaki, and this is a, a little while away. First up, fourteen hundred. You can see Ice Bath um, gonna run hit run on here, and I guess uh, she somewhat franks the form. Horse is absolutely airborne at Ice Bath and run animo to a length, but uh, Zaki just controls up forward. Well. And it's got Profondo, who wouldn't run past me, and Nimalee chasing it. And, you know, Ice Bath's going well, but, yeah. well, I just think, I think the race that it was in last week was five lengths easier than this a, race. A better setup. Let's have a look at uh, I'm Thunderstruck uh, just once more. Uh, just chase home uh, Alligator Blood. So, hang on. What's the replay here? Who's in front here? <laughs> hey? Who's in front here? Who? Who? Alligator Blood. Oh, is it? Yeah. What price was it there? Oh, go away. $8 each, $8. $8, $8, $8, $8, $8, $8 one on the fair. I'm in did $3,900 or something at the dollar one. Mm. Trev, this is uh, this is your race here. I guess you've um, you've now seen both of the replays, and uh, which way are you going to side and what's the reasons why? <laughs> uh, well, I had Zaki favourite. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm basically just all figures and things like that, so... Um, I thought it rated okay first up. Uh, it's got natural improvement. I've rated it to a figure that it can do easily. Uh, I think 
DK said before about the two spikes in Queensland. Well, they are big spikes, and I've got it. I've rated it like four links under those. Okay, that's like, what nowhere near those it. figures. It, yeah, it's done. Yeah, if I talk figures, um, uh, they were. It was in the seventies uh, here. Every day of the week, it's a 66 horse on my scale. It won this race last year doing 67.5, returned doing 64.5, and, and I've rated it 66, so, which is what it can do second up. Uh, and I just thought it sits. I thought he'll, she'll go forward, sit outside, alligator blood. Uh, Williams will have the 1-1, one, one, and I thought I'm Thunderstruck will be last. Um, and I sort of thought I'm, I haven't got much between them. I've only got sort of half a kilo between them, so like a neck. Um, but um, I thought I'm trying to would be last. They met in the uh, All Star Mile. Uh, Zaki was second up, and I'm Thunderstruck was third up, which is they what they are here. I'm uh, Zaki led. I'm Thunderstruck was held up, but then got out at the three hundred, and I reckon the last hundred and fifty, Zaki was holding it to the line. Uh, so they meet here again. and Trev, you haven't had a bad dumpling between now and then or two, have you? <laughs> no, no. No. So, um, yeah, so I'd, yeah, I think, and you could take a line through, you could take ice bath or something like that. Yeah. But I just thought, um, you know, I'm Thunderstruck still on the way up, maybe, but um, it's, it's subjective last week by how far it would have won by if it got out earlier. And that's what a, yeah, a lot of stuff that you do sometimes is about just sort of being subjective. So, um, yeah, if I can, if I'm Thunderstruck was favourite, then I'd back Zaki. But at the moment, I've got you know Zaki just in front of I'm Thunderstruck, but not much margin. And then I thought there was a gap to Alligator Blood and Mister Brightside. I thought they should be the same price. Hmm. Um, well, Mister Brightside was short enough. Yeah, last thirty one, it was just a joke race. They walked, you know, in layman's terms, they went over two seconds slower than the class par. It's just a walk and a sprint home. Barrier trial, yeah. Um, so it hasn't had a hard run. And, um, yeah, alligator went, blood went good the other day. So I thought, you know, alligator blood and it should be equal second. My hunger's going horrible and non-conformance is not fit enough and good enough. DK, your horse, Mr. Brightside, it's lost in the conversation here a little bit. It's the first time, Trev mentioning then, it's the first time I've heard about it all week. Yeah, no, no. Well, it's, I, I think that's correct. I, you're coming off a barrier trial against horses who can who off real good runs in good decent time races. So um, he's got to have some vulnerability there. And uh, well, you might say this is a um, embarrassing small field or something. These are the top. You've got five of the top six picks in the yeah. Cox Plate here, or four of the top six, and the only one's missing Animo, who we think Zaki and then Arms I can put a hole in when they finally meet him. So um, and, you know, he's obviously got some issues off the other day. Maybe he got an issue or not. Who knows? But um, oh look, I oh, yeah, Zaki, yeah, it's going to be going to be great. Going to be I mean, it's going to be tactical. Going to be going to be going to be a great race to watch. I, I just like them as spectacles, not as not as betting races, of course. But um, yeah, you can see Zaki giving a great kick, and the other horse having to come after him. So it's going to be going to be exciting. Question for you, John Walter: mm-hmm. uh, eighteen hundred meters uh, alligator blood. Yeah, well, I think there's two possibilities. If she sits off him on Zaki. And absolutely walks in this small field. Alligator blood will out sprint him and win. And if she balls it up him at the 600, I'm thunderstruck or reel him in. So, uh, yeah, I think it, it needs a soft time to win um, alligator blood because it's still a half a run behind. I think that's what cost it last start. 
no doubt the right horse won the race. Um, you know, it was a bit unlucky. Um, in behind him got held up, the winner, and, and it probably was closer than it should have been. But he does have um, fitness upside, um, alligator blood, and if he gets full control here, he can still run home in 34 or whatever mm. he can do, you know. so I, And I don't think Zaki will get past him if, if they do that. And I think if she tries to make it a bit of a staying test, that big sucker that ran me down last time will run it down. Mm. Um, do you do you agree with what the guys are saying around Mr. Brightside's soft? Do you, do you yeah, like I, I, a, setup, a setup point of view, he's had a little bit more time. He's had softer runs. Is he's still got to run 1,800 as well. Is that a negative? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he's never been there. Absolutely. He's never been there. So his, his ideal would be a soft run mile, and I don't think he can out-sprint the two in front of him, if mm. they do go slow and if they go quick, I think I'm Thunderstruck will go past him as well. So I think he's in the squeeze box. Um, poor old aunt, Mr. Brightside, plus he's, you know, class and distance the test as well. So do you think when he won the Doncaster, he had no weight? It was more the weight rather than him looking for the extra distance in the Doncaster? I'm not day? really sure what happened. There was a bit of a funny run, wasn't it? It was a bit like a, bit like a, a so, very elegant in the Melbourne Cup, yeah. but he has come on from it since and shown that it was no fluke. He's definitely a horse that's still on the up, but he's uh, – yeah, I'm. I don't know. This 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 for me is the week to oppose Mr. Brightside, um, just because he's got question marks to answer. He's got good horses in front of him, a good one camp behind him, um, and he's got the you know coming in off the soft run and the distance query. So he's got a lot of questions to answer this week, mm. and you're not getting a price to really um, bonus in those questions. Exactly. I think uh, the market's going to take him on it and bet late if you like him. DK, you're going to say something. I just thought there was some chatter that um, he mightn't lead. Well. Um, uh, alligator? Yeah. He might uh, hand up to his- I, I think Tim likes, you know, not leading for Tim is not really an option. Um, yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I was, that's what, yeah. And especially yeah. in a small field, like, well, he's not going to want to be behind Zaki. It's not as if it's a horse that you really want to try and run down, is it? Like, it's, uh, I think he understands the only way to beat it's from in front of it. Um, and if she wants to go crazy, he'll let it go. But I doubt that she wants to do that either. So she's like second up, extra week off, a little bit vulnerable too. Surely they go out, like, not negative, but. You know, quite passive. He's just saying here. He's just saying that's the thing. He's just he said he's got a lovely turn of foot if he gets into the right rhythm. Well, you think getting into the right rhythm is not the, not the, the coffin, not the coffin. Although Zaki will go at a reasonable temp, you know, reasonably. But anyway, yeah, yeah. All I right, think it's a, like you say. It's a, you say it's disappointing on paper. This is probably the most interesting race I've seen in a wait for age race for for ages. And you know, Animo in it would be incredible. So if that's the Cox Plate field, I'm not too disappointed, even though it's not. You know, probably vintage depth of years gone by. But yeah, it's good. It's good to have Animo missing in a way. They're, they're mm. finally, then they all get together in the Cox Plate rather than all meeting now and all meeting again. I mean, beforehand, it's all opinion and everything like that, I suppose. And what you hope is you hope that the conditions are uh, even for everybody. And then post race, then you use the result to go forward doing the form later on, um, which is what's been happening, um, you know. Uh, earlier this month, but didn't happen last Saturday at Caulfield. You know, none of that form will be relevant for the rest of the year. And know. Sunday as well. And Sunday, yeah. Yeah, with those Derby and Oaks trials, mm. you know, sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I think it'd just be a good race. Uh, they're the best horses down here at the moment. They are, you know, that's that's what the standard is. So that's the race. I think you guys have, have summed it up really well. I can't really see Jamie Carr wanting to gas Zaki. I, I, I'd lean to think that it's not going to be a real brutally run race given. Only second is coming off a, a wet fourteen hundred meter run. Third of I think September was the yeah. last time we saw Zaki. He missed last week clearly because he's I guess he's here. But the last thing they want to do is gas this horse 
On well, why did you miss last week? It was there was a gifted lead. You were going to get a soft run, so there's only reasons are he was still hung over from the first up run. Mm. They were worried about his fitness maybe on another testing track. So therefore, you know, it's he's probably not near his top. Otherwise, I think they would have gone around last week. There was too much in his favour last week. Mm. I think there's. Like, they could go a little bit slow here, and it might be a span in the works. It's a uh, it's a real trap race from a betting perspective Ooh. for mine, and I'm fascinated to see how it rolls out. But uh, if you're betting, um, yeah, watch the market moves. Hopefully, uh, they help you help solve the puzzle for you. But uh, I think you guys have uh, hit the nail on the head there. Uh, head to Champion Bets if you want uh, Trevor's sets. As he said, it's been the game. He's still got his number one customer from day dot. So. Uh, <laughs> It, uh, it says a lot uh, that that's honestly there. like the benchmark of how you te- like exactly if you can maintain clients and they follow you wherever you go or whatever like it's it's not easy to do in this game. It's been on the show before too in the our SEN days. Uh, you would have heard his voice uh, when we uh, had the show with uh, SEN. So he's not completely uh, a stranger to everyone, but um, we thank him for uh, filling in with Nico. I think he's going to stay around for the rest of the show, and he might be able to give you some uh, curry up in Abuse, Sydney. Yeah. And let's uh, jump straight into that. But uh, as I said before, Nico's Manning Yard Mail will return on Sunday after he's loving. Hopefully he's nice and clear off the back of that. And uh, let's talk about uh, Rose Hill. I tell you what, Walt, uh, Thursday, it's cats and dogs here. I'm about to jump in the pool and it's absolutely uh, puking down rain up here. But Saturday's races, it all just hinges around this um, this big rain bomb forecast today. It's up to what? Today, tomorrow, there's some around too. So there's not as if there's drying weather if it misses today and only just hits. So you'd expect it to be somewhat rain affected. Hopefully it's mm. not in the heavy range because that will, will really change things. I don't know if this is correct, but it's posted up as a good four at the moment. But I expect it, you're not going to get anywhere better than, what, a soft six or seven at least? Yeah, and which could is be scary because six, seven – Traditionally, rail true. You can be rails in run and sort of get off in the in the straight five or six off and be okay. But uh, rails in run's been diabolical there recent times with rain affected. So it is a big factor. Like it's a massive difference to even how the big races are run, but all the races are run on the day if significant rain falls and it gets to sort of in that seven-ish range. I would say you know you're looking for horses off rail in run, which is um, which is yeah a huge change. Hmm. Let's have a look at the Colin Stephen race for at Rose Hills, the first one. Uh, Cadre Noir is $2.20 here. Herman Hess, three sixty. Grew Ferry, five fifty. Mohican Heights, 6 11 Fun Fact, Attorney, 34 And uh, Monreal is 51 We're going to have a look at the last start replay of Cadre Noir. And uh, here is uh, Brent Navdala. It's probably the last winner he's ridden it's a, it's in a, town. And the poor bastard, he wins a, a group race, be six on it, and he's straight off it and J-Mac back on next start. So... It shows the cutthroat nature of Sydney racing at the moment. Uh, this horse uh, got away with the race to start before when he was, I think he was underdone, ran down on a gaze, can't remember what it's called, now spelling, and uh, it was a good win, big gap behind. This day, um, just completely dominant, and horses that have you know, sort of run behind it there have come out and, and, and run okay. I just, uh, lining it up, I know it drops a bit of weight, the other, other horse, and it is an example of why this day looks so difficult. So this horse is fine if it, the track sort of, you know, five, six, no problem. The wetter it gets, the better for this horse, I would imagine. And sort of lining it up against uh, the Herman Hess form, I think that form is really uh, a little bit sketchy. Like the time of that race was was okay. Uh, it dropped seven kilos. Uh, that's all good. Comes up from a benchmark 78. But uh, the two favourites, we've talked about that race, uh, both failed 
Um, there, there's just a lot of question marks over that that form, whereas Kadra de Noir is certainly a horse just right on the up, and I just think he's got too much upside. Grove Fairy's a horse that looks like it's a bit of a hard horse to work out at the moment, whether it, it runs 2,400. It, you can't really tell whether it wants a mile or 3,000. So I think he's a, a, a horse that's vulnerable to a horse with a turn of foot like Kadra de Noir as well, and I couldn't really you know, build a case for any of the others to to hold this horse off no matter how the race was run. So on a day that was tough, um, it's certainly not in my wheelhouse to step into a $2.30 chance in a 2,400-metre race, but it, I think it interest. starts odds on if, if the rain comes. And, I, you know, like it, it's it's definitely – it's not a Waller runner second up, so uh, I'm going to be able to sleep a little bit better than <laughs> I um, – would anyone who really, you know, likes Freddy Krueger movies, Nightmare on Elm Street, just – Tuck, you, tuck yourself into race three. Uh, it's the race that you really want to get your teeth stuck into on Saturday if you really don't like yourself and you and you hate life. Uh, it's the it's the Waller uh, House of Pain. But uh, hopefully Kadri Noir gets away with race four. Mm. I, uh, I did have a look. <laughs> I, I went through the fields uh, yesterday and I'm like, have a look at this one. Wicklow, Alcyon, Hammer on, oh Quality Time, Yaltung, Kisser Bride, Kabooch, $13, Russo, Oh. Tampering main stage, and I thought this will absolutely do what seed. I was oh. hoping that you'd preview it on the show, but and I'll tell you what, Kabosh is just going to completely run a race now, oh. isn't it? Kiss the brides on the double seven day backup. <laughs> Yow Town second up off 400 days. It is just the greatest head screwing. Tampering's run out of its skin last start. Kerry Parker's horses are, you know, running through brick walls. It's just, there's that many. Oh my God. That is just. Oh, my God. I, I actually don't. I won't even do the race. I won't even write a market for it. I'll just I'll apologise to everyone because it is just pain. When the days look impossible, Walt's definitely uh, someone who can pull a rabbit out of the hat. Mm. So I, I'm going to back you in this weekend, and I reckon uh, you're going to uh, find a couple of big-priced uh, roughies, and you'll have an absolute fill-up. So make sure you check out Racing Watch. But uh, the big feature, and it's one of the greatest races of the year in Sydney, is the Golden Rose, and that's race eight over 1,400 metres. And in secret's the favourite here. The Philly, $2.70 favourite. Golden Mile, $6. That's Waltz Tip, last start. Beautiful result. Easy watch there. Jackano, $7. Fireburn, $9. She's Extreme, $9.50. Paris Dior, $19. Fast Witness, $21. Uh, Shajardin, sorry, $26. Mullane, $31. Dormier, $41. Uh, Prometo, $41. And then you're looking at $51 or better the rest. And uh, the replay we're going to have a look at first is uh, the favourite in secret uh, here, Walt. Yeah, so weirdly, um, leader here, Best of Bordeaux, who drew one in here and looked the leader, soft leader again, is not going around. So um, uh, none of these horses in the first four are in this race, which is strange considering, uh, the you know, the dominant favourite comes out of this lead-up. Um, Fireburn behind it is in the race, and I think it can certainly improve. In secret had the nice run here, and I, I was a little, little bit worried about it stretching out in distance, but as you can see through the line here, it's definitely shown that uh, that should not be an issue. The soft draw further enhances that, allows the horse to get a similar run to what it had on this day. Um, again, you've got Fireburn sort of drawn 16 or whatever, so uh, the track conditions are all important to how big a, um, you know, a, a, a positive that soft draw is. Let's have a let's have a quick look at uh, Golden Mile last start, and um, it's in the Godolphin Blue again, peeling off their backs. There's nothing. My, my concern here, there's nothing much in the race. I guess yeah. the positive is if it's a deluge, it's going to be probably more like a 1600 meter. This is event. kind of where we're sort of heading, isn't it? Like the it's all about the track conditions because this is definitely a, not a that the the in secret race is the race that you want to find the horses out of. These are sort of more spring championy 
um, you know, maybe even Derby sort of types behind that are sort of whacking away. He doesn't really do a lot. It looks impressive to the eye. Uh, Golden Mile, but the race was set up for him and he didn't really extend through the line, whereas in secret was building through the line. So it, even though visually they may look a little bit similar in their dominance, I think in secret far and away was the better better leading run to this race. But like you're saying, it's got it's the horse that looks like it wants, you know, a mile plus already, um, Golden Mile. And I think if they, you know, the rider, uh, he has been riding better. Um, but he has sort of lapsed a few times recently as well. He's he's not the rider I want in a high-pressure situation on a horse that needs to be ridden positively probably mm. the first 400 metres to make sure that it's in front of some of the tail, the, the you know, the, the the long tail to this race. And if he gets stuck behind those early, he may face a tough task. But um, certainly if rain comes and it's more testing and down the middle, that's going to play into Golden Mile's hands. Um but I think he does need a few more favours than in secret does. Trev, um, what do you think of a horse like Jackano? Uh, I thought he went really well first up. Um, I've sort of got, you know, ratings for – I do some ratings for Sydney, but, um, you know, I wouldn't die with them. But I didn't have much but on ratings much between the three of them, Jackano, uh, Gold Mile and in secret. But it went good first up. Um, it was strong late, I would have thought um, – 1400 would suit it. Um, but it's just sometimes just with the Melbourne horses going to Sydney, it just seems a bit sometimes a bit harder for them to get around the track than um, running this way. You know, the Sydney horses seem to do better here. Big concern with Jackano is probably the wet ground. I think he really got on top of the ground, but he might be a bit of a duffer. And it's a real crossroads Awkward race for Jackano. He's and, not back, gonna... and he'll back inside probably, yeah. Yeah, that's the... the rest of the horses. But, you know, he's got a good turn of foot. Mm, he might be better in a, a Coolmore stud or it depends how strong he is through the line, but I wouldn't be surprised if he drops back to 1,200 or whether he goes to uh, back to the mile at Caulfield where he sort of excels there. So it's a big um, track watch for him. Uh, the, the muddies at, at sort of value odds, I, I couldn't really steam into in secret myself at $3. I'd rather back Fireburn or She's Extreme at sort of the 9 or $10. And just to my eye, I thought Fireburn was the horse that I'd probably prefer. If it drew the other gate, you'd be you'd be much happier. It's just 16 and where mm. it's going to be. I think it definitely needs the rain to come. Um, and and we sort of talked about Adala. I, I don't – I like him when he's on the horse that's not expected to win, you know. Like if he came in here six to four favourite from that gate, I think there'd be a lot more pressure on him and he'd sort Tense of – up a bit. Well, yeah, it'd be – whereas here he can sort of free roll a bit. He's already – it doesn't really matter if this horse wins or not. Uh, you know, like it's not a stallion; it's it's already one that mm. it's what it needs to win. So I think uh, he can he can chance his arm a bit here if he gets the right run. He's very dangerous. I think she's extremist too. I think it's a uh, it's a very interesting race too from the flight. I wouldn't be imagine I wouldn't be surprised if if she's extreme, especially backed up next week and Went ran in the flight stakes. I think there's big price about it available. If you, I'm not talking about things about smashing in all ups, but I think it's. Uh, it's interesting, and there's another horse in this race that called Prometo that I think is very interesting from the um, Spring Champion Stakes. It's sort of around the twenty to one mark for that race. So I think there's a you know from it's a good race, and there's horses that will come out of it and find better targets. But like I'm yeah, I think in secret clearly the horse to beat the two value horses, the two horses you said she's extreme and Fireburn. If it's down the middle and it gets a bit wet, and uh, Golden Miles definitely right there. But I do think he's he needs a good ride and he needs uh, – and I think he's looking for a mile. Mm. But uh, it might turn into a bit of a slog, so uh, mm. definitely uh, weather watch. 
and uh, racingwatch.com.au. Uh, <laughs> that's how you get more of Johnny's analysis. Um, you get it via email. You can jump into the Discord chat, and I think there's a few high-profile birthdays in the chat room this week, so must be a good breeding time around December, Jan, all everyone on uh, Christmas, Christmas babies, aren't Christmas they? babies, I Christmas news babies, and then bang, yeah. get a result there. So uh, I've never seen so many birthdays sort of line up on my Facebook uh, feed around this uh, this week of the year. So there's something in it. Let's have a quick look at uh, Donnie's Best and uh, see what he likes this week. G'day, team. Donnie here with Donnie's Best for this weekend's racing. Don't like the Metros too much this weekend, but I found a good thing out wide. We're going to race six at Goulburn on Friday. Sell us for James Cummings. Go and have a look at this thing's trial. It trialed like a rocket. Under double wraps for James McDonald. He didn't breathe on it, but it still runs some of the best late sectionals. It is a perfect trial for a first up kill at 1,000 metres. It's paying $3.70 with Top Sport. I think it's a good thing. There's plenty of speed. It should be coming down the middle of the track. So go on back it now. Uh, the other one, a bit of a roughie. We go to Rose Hill on Saturday. Maurice is my dad. First up last campaign, racing really good horses in Group 2 company. The two trials leading to this have been outstanding. It's going to be strong through the line. It can get over 2,000 metres later in the prep. It handles the wet. It's got Joshy Parr on. Should settle forward in midfield. And it's a decent chance, a decent price at $14. So that's Maurice's me dad, race six at Rose Hill. The main bet, Golden race six, Sellis. It's $3.70 with top spot. It's also in at Scone on Friday. So if it goes to Scone, we'll back it there as well. Good luck, team. There Double is. it up. It could win at Scone and Golden. He's the only man who could get it done. Both <laughs> of the same day. He's, he's seen him very well. He's full of confidence. Doesn't lack any... Donnie. Trying to get the trial up. If you had internet here, I'd be sweet to get the trial up. I want to see it. He's got me excited, but I haven't seen it personally. And he gave Mug a little whack on his video too. He reckons he's tipped more winners in the first month than Mug did for his entire career. He, he, he's, he just, he's, he's bullish. I love him. Donnie, yes. I'm going to put more money on Donnie to beat Johnny McLeod in week one. Okay, so that's Friday, race six, Goulburn. Uh, Sellis, uh, number five there. And then Saturday, race five, number 12, Maurice is my dad. The horse that uh, Walt and I kicked up for many times last preparation, but um, maybe. Yeah, he just uh, had a real long prep, didn't he? It'd be interesting to see how he returns, but I'm assuming his big odds, I sort of didn't pay too much attention. Sorry to the price he is in that. Uh, well, it's been it's, 21 into 14. Yeah, so well. Are you on? I'm not knocking him. No, well, I'm obviously not. I'm obviously not, but uh, he's, a, he's a talented horse, and I just worry about horses returning off those really hard, long preps, but uh, hopefully he's back and flying and uh, he's due to strike with a big price winner because he's definitely been around the mark. We'll wait and see. Okay, top sport, uh, big bets. They're all Sydney, so uh, they're fearless, these punters, or they're expecting uh, the track oh, to I know who this be, is. be wet. I know who this is. It'll be my bet. Hey. Star Tontes, race seven, number two. Is Star Tontes, 600 at $8.50. I think it's a good ticket to have. What's the favourite? No, Espiona. If, Looks- you're, if you're backing it, there's a horse that finished on its heels. We talked about it as well off air. My whisper that's about $34 and uh, it's certainly a horse that wants $1,400. It's got the great man Willie Pike about it. So I think I've, I've put about – he's about $21 minimum to back him these days. But uh, you're getting $34, my whisper, if you have something on it, have something on it as well. He had a couple of winners uh, yesterday, Willie Pike, and there's some people on Twitter chirping up. Oh, he's got a that. loyal army, doesn't so, he, Willie? Yeah, Do not bag Willie. There's an army. Insane. So, the, yeah, like he half-carved Lezers. <laughs> he goes – like he was lucky that uh, old mate dropped it out on the horse outside leader, gave him that spot. Sits outside leader and, and like, falls in. Okay, the horse was too good. Well done, Willie. And I think the other one was very similar. Like, you're not bad. He's not a terrible jockey. It's just that he's, you know, the 50-50 calls at the moment. He's getting, you know, 90% of them wrong. So, it's uh, 
he's he's not incapable of riding winners. It's just um, he needs a few things to fall his way. Mm. I tell you what, starts on Tays, big price, alligator blood form, snap dancer form, and grows a leg on the wet. So if it starts bucketing, uh, it will uh, keep shorting. Did you the hear the um, the Wayne Hawks interview with uh, after he, he won the race with uh, Willie? And they said, oh, you know, you've built a great association with Willie. He said, oh, well, we've we've had our ups and downs. He says <laughs> Wayne, like he, he can't. He, he's one bloke who refuses to go with the narrative. Wayne, if he doesn't, you know, he'll, he, he bucks the. He just doesn't say yeah. He's not a yes man. I'd love to know what price. I'd love to back Willie to go back to Perth. Um, yeah, I don't know. Why is he here? Is he allowed to go back yet? Is he allowed to any back stuff? I don't know what the rules are. Mm. Lost interest. Mm. Race eight, number seven, Golden Mile, 1,000 at 5.50. So, yeah, definite chance. Once, once probably yeah, 1,600 metres. This is another one. Uh, it's definitely not mine. Race eight, number three, Jackano, 2,000 at $8. Again, spoken about that one. Maybe better suited on a dry deck. And this could be Waltz, race nine, number 13, uh, War Eternal. There's been uh, people oh. all over Twitter spruiking this one from $16, $18 on the early markets and now it's not into $14. I think it's in an $8.50 or $9. Good not run last, last time week. in the, sh- in the Shannon. Week. Should have won. Mm. Um, yeah, this is a very different kettle of fish, this race. But, again, it's just one of those nightmares. It's a, Yeah, Ellsberg's a horse that you probably want to take on um, at short odds, but there's a lot of dangerous horses, you know, another bit of a Wallace Gary race, surf dancer, a tissue Rustic Steel, there's so many horses that can improve here. Kerwin's Lane's dangerous first up. Mount Popper's dangerous mm. first up. It's um, it's a super scary race, but at least he's sort of hard fit horse down in the weights. I think Dylan's on him. I don't know if he can claim in this race or not. But um, Pinstripe's going to uh, go to Sandown on Saturday. Oh, sorry, on Sunday, and uh, it's not going to take part at uh, at Rose Hill. So Enver's uh, keeping him at home. Boys in Melbourne, sorry, none of the uh, the top sport uh, bets or those last couple of bets. Uh, we're uh, Victorian focused. You still with us? Only just. Just, yeah. Uh, grand final, Scooty. Grand final. What's your grand final tip? Oh, I think it's a lot closer than the market probably uh, the market? suggests. Uh, I'll get the prices up, courtesy Top Sport. We haven't got them on the screen, but $1.48 the Cats, uh, $2.70 the Swans, and the Lions twelve and a half, one sixty four and a half. I think MG's tipping the over one sixty four and a half. Marky Goodwill, but... Uh, I'd be happy to put the cats in a dollar forty-eight. There, they look pretty short to me. What about you, DK? Oh well, yeah, similar. My, my, my old man's a, a Swanee, so I'll be cheering the Swans. But thought Geelong might get home for Dangerfield, and with their big key forwards, if they can fire up Cameron and Cameron and uh, the Tomahawk. What about you, Trev? Ah, uh, I'll be cheering for the Swans. Yeah, I hate the cats. Hate the cats. <laughs> There's a few people who hate the cats. <laughs> Grand finals are always close. Like it's very rarely a blowout, isn't it? Like especially. Um, uh, two seventy is always usually a good price for the outsider in a grand final. I find two goals like these. I think they both match up really well. These sides and they've got a bit of they got they got a bit of milk drinker in them. The cats. They, they, I think Scott's taken them to what twelve finals series and they've only ever won one grand final. So some of these blokes can go missing on the big stage. And they're going to be the oldest team ever to be fielded or something. Mm. But the average average age is twenty eight and a half. Mm. So I think they got so many blokes over thirty or something. So, well, the Swans, the Swans need Reed. They need Reed. Yeah, to, they need they, they'll, they'll need Reed to play. I reckon. Yeah, and they'll they, struggle without him. And they're going to come out running and get them, get the cats off the bit chasing and start like they did against the Pies. Mm. Man, mm. I think uh, the the obvious is to fall into the Cats after they well, they had a walkover. I think the prep, the prep, a bit better prep. The Swans, a tougher game. But what about the real, the the real match on Saturday night? At Penrith least, Panthers and never the, have heard of these things. Hey, in South Sydney, dollar thirty. Have you ever heard of Cameron Murray, DK? <laughs> Cameron Murray, no. Oh wow, 
Oh. So you see, this is the problem. There's no culture in Melbourne. Eight and a half line's pretty big, the bunnies, isn't it? Can they they'll cover that? They've got eight and a half start. Eight and a half start. They should be getting they should be giving eight and a half start, mate. Yeah. I've, no, it'll be great. Hopefully it's a good contest. I've I've gone full queens. I've bought a Latrell um Mitchell t shirt during the week. No, I'll wear it on next week's show. <laughs> Latrell's an interesting one, DK. Yeah. He's never, ever uh, had no farming background whatsoever and he just wanted to buy a farm. So he bought one in Taree <laughs> and then he bought one next door, I think, for his old man. So now they're both herding cows or whatever and learning how they go. It's a, and now he's, this week he's, he's pretty he's, – Latrell Milk's come out. They've started producing <laughs> milk. Yeah. Oh, he's the best. He's uh, got me for a T-shirt. They he's look an ideas man. Oh, he's so funny. You watch him out there like him and his, his old man on the on the quad bikes and stuff. Oh, it's just, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. He, he's the best. I love him. In the middle of Tari. Uh, the Tari, what is it? The Tari Ferrari or whatever they call him. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's going to be uh, a great weekend on the punt. Make sure you head to Champion Bets uh, if you want more of uh, Trev's action. DK, maybe you'll find a bit. Maybe you won't. Mornington on Saturday, <laughs> I'm sure he'll be stuck into that. And uh, Walt Racing Watch. It's going to be an absolute beauty. So 63 meetings between now and Saturday. Holy crap. I tell you what, I, I know one bloke I'm going better than, hmm? Nico Noonan. I've got the missus away for the weekend and I've got full control of them. Where is he? Hey? Where is he? You know what, he we're freshening him up. What part of the world did he go to? Oh, for, oh that's right, Foster. 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 Not good Foster. Yeah, Foster in Melbourne. Big thanks, uh, Trev, for uh, filling in for Nico and uh, good luck on the punt this week and uh, fingers crossed we've found everyone at home a winner and uh, good luck to you, DK, and uh, dumpling dumpling night every Wednesday. I might have to, uh, oh, I mean. might have to do that myself. Mm. See you, boys.